Welcome to our August 21st worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. Speak only if it improves upon the silence. Precious God, help us to sit in a place of listening silence today. As we seek to hear your words, join us today in worship. Amen. Let's join together in our call to worship. Speak, O God, for your servants are listening. Come, Christ Jesus, for we are here to worship you. Breathe upon us, Holy Spirit for we long to be filled with holy wisdom. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. 
Breathe on us, breath of God. Bring your spirit into our presence. Calm our hurried minds and quiet our busy thoughts. Silence the demons that confuse us. Unbind the chains that keep our hearts and our minds closed to our unity in your spirit. Heal us with your mercy and unify us with your love that your presence with us may heal and unify your world. Amen. Let's join together in the prayer that Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together for our words of assurance. Christ is our refuge and our rescuer. In Christ's mercy and love, we are lifted, healed, and made whole. Thanks be to God. Our scripture comes from James chapter 3, verses 2 through 18. We all stumble in many ways. One who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a small rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. 
But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find discord and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. The peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of heart and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your great environment, to be outside to hear the birds, to take a moment to talk about places of silence and to realize the power of our words. Be with us in this time of conversation, Lord, in your son's precious name I pray. Amen. I'm here in one of the many beautiful parks in San Diego County. I just finished my walk today. It's a very beautiful way, uh, backfield nature views everywhere out here in the park. Sometimes my youngest child actually is still having his karate lessons here. So sometimes I walk around him and enjoy a walk during his karate lessons. But today, as we move into the scripture, it talks about the power of our words. And it actually, uh, the sharing, the verbiage in this text is the tongue is the most deadly weapon that we have, the strongest muscle in our body when it comes to harm. And I had this morning that this is one of the few times I'm actually by myself. And I'm here and I'm just out in nature. And there is a power in silence. There is an absolute, wonderful, beautiful power in silence. I love these walks. I, I go along again, as I just shared. This is one of the few times I actually completely have to myself. So I'm not answering any questions. I, I normally I'm not getting any phone calls, especially with how early that I come out for these walks. And it, it, this is just a beautiful time to be in the silence of nature. Now there's a power in that silence. As you can hear the birds off and on, I'm reminded that there is a greater creation that exists in God's hands. As I pass by new friends and new smiling faces, I'm reminded that there is an opportunity to meet other pure, happy, good people and to be on a, a walk and just to be in a short community with others. But the power of a smiling face and a, and a hearty hello, short words and those greetings. I get to see, I don't get to have really pets in my house because there's uh, dander allergies in our home. So I get to see other people's dogs and I get to experience other people's pets. And it gives me this beautiful moment of just finding just relaxation in moments of silence. So we look at the scripture today and it, it really it really does weigh against 
what it means to be aware of the words that we say. And let's dwell on that before I move away. Uh, the power of words is one that I hold on to very dearly. One of my hobbies is podcasting. Uh, I and my kids, we podcast about professional wrestling. I'm wearing my world-class championship wrestling t-shirt today. Uh, we do faith conversations using narratives from movies, uh, comic books, uh, popular music. And there's a podcast we do that we're just talking to each other and we are trying to weigh out through the things that we're dealing with, weigh out the things that we've worried about. And there is a power in those words. There's a power of comfort for us as a, as a father and his two children having conversations, being able to hash out things in a very unique way and to feel specially heard. There is a power in the words when I get frustrated about things. And there's been many times that I have voiced my frustrations and our kind of our just our chit chatty podcast. And it it flushes out some of the toxins in my soul when I kind of hash out in that narrative how things have to change. There's a power of cleansing in words. Now, I realize, too, when I use the power of cleansing in my soul through these conversations, it, it passes those toxins out. I mean, to have these conversations on a, a, on a podcast, it does pass on to other people, and they begin to hear it, and sometimes they can adopt the frustrations. I know a lot of times during my moments of pastoral care, there's times that I begin to adopt the frustrations that's being shared with me in these conversations. It's, it's, it's hard not to when that you are a compassionate individual trying to allow other people to share for a moment what they're dealing with. So I, I deal with this reality that I know the power of words both to cleanse an individual's soul and to pass on toxic feelings that may be inherited by others. You know, we exist in that realm. This video that I'm sharing with you today exists in that realm. There's never been a time period in human history that we have existed in an environment that we can lash out our toxic words and have those words pass on and become toxic behaviors to others because of our existence in social media. Now, social media is, is beautiful. It can be strong and productive. I can relive the memories of the Von Erichs and the Freebirds and Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams on different world-class championship wrestling web pages. I am currently using what I feel is a positive nature for social media through our weekly video worship services, trying to put out a positive message of God's love to other people. But it doesn't all exist in that realm of the efforts of passing out positive, positive messages. I, I, in my Facebook account, and there's been many times in my existence 
that I have prayed over not having Facebook anymore. But I, I've learned in the effort of getting out the positive message, Facebook is one of the the strongest tools for that. I We just recently had to reestablish some mask mandates at our church because the COVID infection rates had peaked so high here in San Diego County. And the place that I got the quickest response and the most active movement in getting that message out about the changing of our mask protocols was over Facebook. So there is some positiveness to it. But then there is the other side that the scripture talks about. It's the the power, the harmful power of the tongue. And I am a part of wrestling fan pages on Facebook. And you would expect uh, harsh language in a, in a wrestling fan page. You, you would expect that. I, I am a member of groups that focus on political uh, outreaches that I'm involved with. And within everything, people that don't believe in those things get involved in the conversation. And there's harsh, divisive language and and these groups because they exist within a political sphere i am a part of different groups for movies and comic books and there's always opinionated views about movies and comic books that language exists everywhere the divisive language exists there but where that my wonderment about leaving facebook began was even the religious faith pages that I participate in exist with tones of divisive language that I began to say, if that language exists even here, why be a part of it? It's the power of the tongue. It's the power of language. So there becomes, there becomes a challenge, and my dear wife, uh, shares this with me quite frequently. If there is a way to be a positive presence in a divisive place, who is being helped if the positive voice goes away? That's a strong statement. If I step away because of my frustration in an environment that I've seen that is very productive, that had the quickest response over our returning of the mask mandates, the quickest response of getting information out about different programs and, and activities that our church is going to do. If I step away from this place that has all these tools that I've used for youth ministry, small group games, or youth ministry, small group activities that I, I'm actually this evening, I'm going to use social media so that our friends and different areas and counties of San Diego County can be together in one spot for an hour and play games for our next-gen small group. So to step away from that environment also steps away from feeding and using these materials for their best usage. So the challenge becomes really how to do it in such a way that I remember the the heart of the scripture which is to to not use my words in something destructive especially when even the most well 
meaning statement can be misconstrued in a world of divisive statements. And I can step out and attempt to say the most positive thing. I can step out and I can try to share the most positive nature, but still be a participant in feeding divisive reactions that causes arguments. That's where the true challenge is, and that becomes the challenge that we exist in daily as people of faith. We want to be the helpers. We want to be the caregivers. Even, even the simple action of going over to try to help a dear soul in need either comes up with the, uh, the results of trying to help someone that doesn't want the help to begin with, or trying to help someone in a way that's more productive, in my opinion, than the way that they want to be helped. And there's a reality. We can try to take care of every need in every way, but we can't. We, it, I don't have, Drew Davis doesn't have the ability to sign a check and take make everything go away. I, I just don't do that. So even within a well-meaning attempt of being a caregiver, there could be a divisive response because I have the inability to give the most in the receiver's eye. That's where that it exists in our lives that we deal with the messiness of living. And as we deal with the messiness of living, the only thing that we can really do is to do our absolute best to not feed intentionally divisive reactions, to not feed intentionally harmful statements, and to truly, in our best attention with our best hearts, do the best we can to be caregivers for other people, one, realizing within ourselves that we may not always be enabled to give the most that the care receiver receives, and then also be wary to make sure that my words and my responses don't feed another level of harm that I am not intending nor intentionally try to meet. Now, you, you look at these things and the, the catchphrase, the phrase that the kids say nowadays is internet trolls. Internet trolls. There's always going to be an internet troll that comes along and wants to throw gasoline and light a match on the positive things. One of my favorite things to do is to look at our church's Facebook page after we post something. And quite commonly, there is a response to that. And I wish there's this thing that Jimmy Kimball does on his late night show. It's called Mean Tweets. And he has celebrities read their own mean tweets. I, I wish that I could do that with some of the responses that we get. But then again, listening to the narrative that I've already been sharing with you, that can be received as a divisive response to someone who is, quote unquote, caringly trying to correct the wrong things that I'm saying on my well-intended video. So it, it's really a balancing act. And that's why I, I kind of like the scripture 
that it's the scripture of remembering the power of our words, including the power our words have that we don't intend them to. There becomes a second level of this that sometimes it's okay to just not say anything. There is a greater strength in being silence than there is in sometimes speaking. One of the things that I learned when I went through my clinical pastoral education class was when that you go out on a visitation with someone, when you're sitting with someone in their environment or that they're trying to process their aches and pains, sometimes the most grateful gift that you can give them is to just sit there in the silence and allow them to process what they're feeling. Not to try to add the words in for them, not to try to speak for them, but to sit there in a place of silence and allow them to live in the silence, to process the feelings that they have, and get to the place that they can voice that concern on their own. Too many examples. Too many examples from cable news to board meetings of individuals that have a thought jump in their head and they need to express it and they cut off other people who are open-heartedly sharing something that they've experienced and being cut out of the conversation and not allowing to voice for themselves. There is a truly empowering moment when that we ourselves can sit in places of personal silence so that we can allow another person to process what they're seeing, process what they're feeling, process the actions that they are trying to hash out and allow them to get to places on their own. There is an intense empowerment in that. And all of it comes from the reality of trying to weigh out what are the right words to say, and even more so trying to weigh out when that I shouldn't say anything at all. Because sometimes the silence is the most effective tool in resolving a situation. I want you to hold on to those things. I want you to think about that. I want us to truly process the things that we say to weigh out our well-intended words and use them with the best intentions. I want us to think about what it means to be people that allow the silence to have the power so that we can step away from divisive places and empower others to find their place in their own journeys. Thank you for joining me in the beautiful sun. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. We'd like Amen. to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.
Let's join together in our prayer of giving. Gracious God, bless the gifts we offer this day. May they bring healing to your world and hope to our communities. Bless our lives in the body of Christ, that we may bring Christ Jesus to your world. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us, and let's join together in our closing benediction. God has set us free. God's Spirit is upon us. God has made us whole. God's Spirit moves within us. God has called us to witness to a world in pain. God's Spirit sends us forth. Go with God's blessings. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.